Hey guys, it's Edge Martinez. They call me the voice of New York. And 50 years ago, hip hop started right here in New York City. And we're celebrating the five boroughs all year long. Check out nyctourism.com forward slash hip hop for cultural stories, events, interviews, and more. nyctourism.com forward slash hip hop. What's up, everyone? This is the Go Long Podcast <laughs> at GoLongTD.com, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Hamburg Brewing Company, we were going to do it in person. We had to go remote. So here we are, Jim. Uh, but yeah, it's a good time to get on in there to HBC. A little bit longer now. Back in stock, I've been told, from Johnny Russo Jr. That's what you got to get. You know, the playoffs are right around the corner, too. So a little bit longer now is not a bad way to go. Um, It is stout season, too. I mean, it gets colder. It's a good time to get those stouts. I still I'll I'll still die on that hill. You know, I got lucky in my fridge day. I pulled out a very, very sneaky little 7.2 to start the day. It's a good, perfect, you know, puts me in a good mood for lunch, lunchtime, do the pod. It's just, we got to get back there. We got to get back to the brute. We got to get back to HBC. That's where we do. It's where we do our best. It's where we do our best work. COVID complications throwing a wrench into those plants today, but we will get back there the second we can. I'm working a little, uh, little mound about. If you're watching, it's pretty good. Strong. Um, can't go wrong with the grounded, the 10.0s. But yeah, Jim, I mean, there's two weeks left in the regular here season, which is pretty crazy i can't believe that i feel like we were just doing those season preview episodes with with dan weederer and chris sims and we're matt collar and i was gonna say blank and you look up and shit there's two games left and the real deals right around the corner so um, i guess one thing that's kind of changed in a hurry uh the buffalo bills they're typically a topic of conversation on this podcast so start there uh, I think we both were a little uh, confused at the least, pissed off at the worst with uh, your tone out of that Monday night game a few weeks ago. And I think we see why now, right? I mean, you, as you said all along, th- this is the more talented team. They had uh, no business getting run over like that. It was kind of an, emba- it was an embarrassing loss when you can't stop the run, but when the weather's not a factor on the road at Foxborough, even without two of their top receivers, the, I mean, the, the bills are right back to where they were a month ago, pretty much. No, it, it's funny. I mean, we're, we're sitting here at the end of the year and we're talking bills chiefs, right. In the AFC. I mean, this is what we've talked about all before the season. How did the bills beat Mahomes? right? How do they get pressure on Mahomes? Cause we know that's the key to beating him. Just like the key to beating Buffalo will be putting pressure on Josh Allen. Um, but it's funny how it just takes this long of a season where we wrote off, not we, I'm just talking in general, where Casey's defense looked ridiculously bad. It's coming back. They got healthier, playing better. Um, I still think there's some holes in that defense. I'm not going to sit there and say it's the greatest defense, but obviously they've made some adjustments to be much more competitive on that side of the ball. But we're sitting here talking Bill's Chiefs, just like we did a year ago, pretty much. I mean, is I think they're the two best teams in the AFC. I mean, we've kind of said that all year where these are the two teams I want to see play again. Just like I want to see, I said it, well, when we made our predictions, I did Dallas and Green Bay in the NFC. I I still want to see that one. I mean, I just want to see, I want to see Rodgers, Josh Allen, Mahomes, Dak, give me the quarterbacks, give me the teams and let's go. Like I, I, this playoffs is going to be fun, but I think the Bills now can, 
I'm not going to say that they're going to get back to what they were last year. They just made the offense look too easy. I think maybe that's what we got spoiled with. It's never going to be that easy, I guess, on offense for them anymore. Cause we're still not seeing the huge chunk plays that they got last year, but they've made adjustments too on offense. Singletary has run harder every week that, and I know you've done, you did a really good story on him, but I needed it. I wasn't a huge believer in him as the guy, but he really has shown me that his toughness, he has a little bit of a vision that he's shown some vision to gain some extra yards that I like. And it's going to take some pressure off of Josh if he can play that way. But at the end of the day, the bills and this whole, the city of Buffalo can be like, we've talked about so happy. It's hard to find a franchise quarterback and you have one. I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers, it's Mahomes, Josh Allen, debate it all you want. Tom Brady is a damn good quarterback, but I'm taking those three over Brady. So Josh Allen has been phenomenal. I I mean, what else can you say? I mean, what else can he do? I mean, and, and you know what's funny is, you know, he's not a, he's not even playing up that was it his ankle for the cameras? You know, some no, other other quarterbacks might be going in a halftime a little early with the cameras on yeah. them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not by accident. It's not by accident. But it's not just it's not just that guy. It's 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 Murray gets hurt. Lamar Jackson has, you know, whatever injury. Like these, Josh Baker Allen. Baker Mayfield's beat to shit. Baker Mayfield always banged up. Josh Allen is like, I don't want to say he's too good to be true, but what do you not love about him? Like. Yeah, he's not. He's all about the team. He's tough. He's he's every single thing you want in a franchise quarterback. I mean, it's it's really been remarkable to see him really come back after that year last year. And really, he's doing it again, just maybe a little different to the eye, but he's Mm -hmm. doing it again. He is. I mean, it's not. I, even last season, when things were, were coming easy, he, he still would have the, the relapses here and there. They had that little midseason lull. That there was still kind of that Houston Texans wild card craziness that would uh, bubble to the surface. He, here and there, you know, obviously he was second in the MVP voting. He was <clears throat> unbelievable last season. But you haven't really seen boneheaded decisions. No. Um, I think he had, depends on how you count it, I remember one person, they, they had a reel and it kind of went made its way on social media, 1920 dropped interceptions, potential interceptions, no, nowhere so, close to that this season. You know, that, I, don't, I don't think that's something I keep track of when I watch these guys every week, that's a major, it is a major thing to look at. Cause it tells you if a guy's at least seeing things right. And that has almost, I mean, it was almost every week with Josh, like, wow, he got lucky there. Wow. He got lucky. Not anymore. Right. He, I'm not seeing it. I mean, he is really making sound decisions, accurate throws. I don't know. I don't really have much. Like I said, it's it's Mahomes, Rogers, Josh Allen. Debate it. You can see it during the course of the game too, and I wrote on it a little bit Monday. But there was a play, one of the runs he had to the right side. He, he faked a pitch back, like mid run, or in the past maybe he does just let it fly. You know. <laughs> um, the arm strength is there. I mean, what a bullet to Stefan Diggs, but the, the, the trust to, you know, the, one of our other shows that go along, Isaiah McKenzie, to throw him the ball 12 times and know that he's going to come down with 11 of those balls. Um, I don't know how many quarterbacks are showing that level of belief in well, somebody that hasn't done it. I mean, they have practiced together and been around each other since 2018, but they, they actually, they really haven't practiced together. I mean, Isaiah's been on the scout time. team. You know, and you haven't seen it on game day. He's forced out there. They don't have a choice but to play him with Beasley and Davis out. Um, I mean, Isaiah McKenzie was incredible in his own right with the plays he made, but Allen's throwing a contested ball to a short receiver against the New England Patriots. There's a lot of quarterbacks that don't even think about making that kind of throw. Well, to take this to a whole level with Josh, this is how when we were in New Orleans – and you have injuries at the skill position or offensive line or defense, a major player, like a Trey White for Buffalo. Yes, those injuries are concerning. And yes, you always want to be full strength. But when you have the right guy at quarterback, you just keep rolling along. And like to think that the Bills, Davis has been one of the hottest receivers gone in the NFL. I mean, they have found a nice chemistry 
And the way they use him in the red zone, too, with his size. Beasley, always a guy that they rely on early downs, third down. Those guys are out. You don't even know it. Like, that's what happens. Trey White's been out. That's what happens. When you have the right guy at quarterback, he's going to make up for it. He really is. And that's why they get the money they get. Here's the question for you then, Jim. I mean, we made this a major point of emphasis at Go Long for a few months now, but the return to physicality, the return to a Jonathan Taylor, a Derrick Henry whenever he's healthy, the New England Patriots, um, Leonard Fournette before he got hurt. Um, you're, you're seeing teams embracing the run. You're seeing teams kind of throw it back. Is that style of play still going to be a difference in January? Or is it kind of back to not back? Or do, do you think it still comes down to just having a freakishly talented quarterback and a wide open spread offense that's going to throw it all over the place? That's I think it's each team is a little different, but I think we always talk about this. I use the word threat. You have to have a threat of a running game. I think a little bit just to for that one game where if it is hard throwing weather conditions, or if a team has your number a little bit and you need to kind of establish the run, you have to have a threat of it. And, and I think the bills do have that. I've always kind of thought they have, they just seem to abandon it sometimes. Abandon it. Yeah. The teams like the Colts, Tennessee, like if you stop their running game, I think you're in for, they're in for, you know, I think they're in for a long day mm-hmm. and the bills run defense as much as that Patriot game gets talked about, the Bills' run defense is pretty good. It's really not – It's, I mean, it really is a good run defense. I mean – Oh, run defense. I nodded because I thought you said pass defense. Really? You no, the run defense run is good. defense is not bad. Their run defense is not bad. It, it's a total myth. <sighs> Let me look here. I have this – I was looking at it this morning. Damian Harris had a, had a hundo and three tutties. That's one game. We all have one game. Hold on. That's my point, though. I feel like we 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 were making. I mean, it was, and I know Henry Taylor. Like, yes, the Bills' run defense. And I guess it's not great. Well, I think that's the point, though. Is like I, I don't know if Sean yeah, you know what? even it's, cares it's about stopping said, the run. You know what? They're built to defend the yeah, pass, right? They're built for that kind of NFL. So, are we going to see that was... kind of NFL, or are we going to see the throwback NFL? Yeah, that's a good point. Because I'm looking, it was, okay, they're like 17. That's not that great run defense. I was thinking it was a little better than that. I th- it feels worse to me because they, they they beat up on bad teams for a while. And then once they started yeah. facing good teams, they were getting steamrolled. But it feels like Sean McDermott doesn't care. Like the way they built the team, they don't, stopping the run is, eh. you know, they, <clears throat> they want to take away the deep, the deep ball. They want to take away the pass. I don't, personally, yeah. I'm skeptical. I don't, I don't know if you can, in, with the teams that are still going to be in the playoffs, I don't know if you can win three in a row with or four in a row with that model. So to your point, then, yes, you don't you can't get gashed like you just can't get gashed because once a team starts gashing you. It, their playbook becomes unstoppable, because if you can't stop, if you have to change your, your whole game plan to stop the run, it's going to other places are going to suffer in the past game. So I, I'm with you on that. You just can't. So you have to have a threat of it on offense and it can't be a fatal flaw for you on defense where you just, you have to, you know, you can't just give up and get gashed. Like I keep saying, but, and we've seen that you're right. I mean, they've shown that they have not been able to stop the run against certain teams. So I do think you need to do that in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't think you can go in there just saying our quarterback will carry us. I think you have to stop the run show a little ability to run the ball. So, but I'm crazy, but I, I, I'm not ready to count out Tennessee or Indianapolis. I I I feel like Derrick Henry will be back and maybe it's not the worst thing that, you know, the way he runs the ball, maybe it's not the worst thing that he was out for a couple months, right? Not taking the pounding. No, you're right. I don't think it's the worst thing. I agree with you. And they can turn into that kind of game against Buffalo. Yeah, and I have to, you know, I'm so quarterback biased. And Tannehill and Wentz, like, I think they're both good quarterbacks. And Wentz has shown some signs of, like, really good quarterback play recently. I feel like he's made some, like, outstanding big-time throws when they needed him to. I don't know if it's there consistently, 
but he's shown that. And I, I want to make sure I give him enough like credit for this is his first year with the Colts. I mean, you know, it's not, it, it's, it does take some time. So maybe he is catching on getting hot at the right time um, being around the team all year. So yeah, I'm not counting those teams out. I just, I still don't, I don't know. I just such a believer in, in the, the quarterbacks will elevate you. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And if Wentz, Wentz and Tannehill, I just think they need the whole, they need the running game, the play action, the defense has to be on point, like to max out their abilities where the bills can, if they're having a bad day on defense, Josh can make up for it. I believe that. And that's what it comes down to in, in 2021. Yeah. It's, New England kind of has to have a formula as, as well for Mac Jones, right? They need to be running the ball downhill. They need to be um, playing yeah. good defense for, they were forcing turnovers at an astronomical rate through their right. winning streak. Right. They, they do kind of need all this to work. So do you believe in that kind of model? Like the Colts, they, 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 they do need multiple things to kind of go right. Or do you just say, screw it. This, you just want one of those special quarterbacks. It's going to cover up all those other flaws because the bills have flaws. I, I, I could be dead wrong, but I still think you want the former. I still think that all of that other stuff kind of does matter. No, I think, I think, I, yes, it does matter. It does. I'm not, I can't sit there and say that. I can't argue that. Yeah. Like I do believe that you, you can't show up in the playoffs and be weak in, in an area. Like and you'll get exposed. I mean, if you're that bad against the run, you will get exposed. So, yeah, I think you have to have it. I just feel like the teams that don't have the ability to fall back on their quarterback, like the Patriots, yeah. like the Titans, maybe the Colts. I That's where I feel like, how do they get there? How do you get to the Super Bowl? You're going to have one of those games where the quarterback is just going to have to carry it. Like, right. I just feel like every playoff, you we have that. There's that one game where. It's true. I don't know. That's just how I see it. But, I mean, it's going to be. Okay, so enough of the philosophy then. I mean, yeah. we, we can probably agree in the start in the AFC that Kansas City is the team to beat. Um, who's I got mean, the best shot are, to, to take them down? Like who? Out of yeah, I mean, the Bills already beat. I mean, we saw what the Bills did to them this year. So, I mean, I like that's what I'm saying. This is this is a wide open for the AFC, wide open. Tennessee clobbered them too. I mean, it wasn't even as close as 27 to three. Open. Right. Yeah. It's wide open. It's, it's going to be so, I think you might, you wrote about, I think the play, these playoffs are going to be, it's going to be a good one. How about over in the NFC, you know, Green Bay, a lot like Kansas city, I feel like can play either way. You know, Kansas city could win a game in the playoffs with Mahomes having a 60 something passer rating i feel like they, their defense has, has had those and they beat up dallas at, at arrowhead with no, Mahomes not playing that great their um, defense played right he didn't play well in that game. i guess that's my point i don't know if, if if alan has a somewhat off day i don't know if the bills are going to win he's got to he's got to be special and he could be <clears throat> special green bay i think can kind of play both ways where they can i mean it, it, aaron Rodgers can go through a game just not turn it over they could run the ball well I, force a few turnovers they, and, and beat anybody i've been pumping them all year i mean i'm a little dis. i don't like the way they haven't finished games lately yeah strange for a team that usually is that good gets up on teams that usually bury you um or don't give i mean they really let teams back on them these last couple of weeks so that's a little bit surprising but i keep talking i always talk about the year we won the super bowl in new orleans we lost our last three games of the year. Yeah, that's right. Like, I don't know. Sometimes I sit there and be like, you got, this is the time of year you want to get hot. And now we were 13 and 0 and had some things clinched up. And, you know, so it was like, I think that played a part of it, obviously. But, um, what was I going to say? But anyway, I just feel like um, you want to be healthy and ready to roll just pay attention to the teams that are healthy quarterback team coach that usually gets you to the super bowl what do you like in the nfc i'm right still now? going i've been with green yeah i've been with green bay all year i'm not i'm not sliding i'd love to see green bay buffalo 
I love this. So it so would go along. We've got a lot of a lot of subscribers and a lot of you, readers. That is like right up the along. The, you'd have to get like a, I know you'd have to get like a special booth. We should be able to get like a special some type of media. <laughs> Could do a tail. We have talked about scenario. those teams a lot. Yeah, I guess though. I mean, I'm I'm with you in Green Bay. It's they've been winning ugly. You know, even that Browns game, like I mean, that should have been a pass interference and ridiculous right you know I, I i hate pass interferences at the end end of games but it was pretty obvious what? and then they would they, you be or just run chubb just run chubb a few times and you're kicking a field goal would you be opposed to just every single pass interference is reviewable is reviewed yeah. like are we to that point because those these are game-changing like game-changing penalties, whether it's first quarter, fourth quarter, they, they flip games, they flip fields. They can like, and it's a hard call. It's, it's like an offensive charge in basketball. Sometimes it's a judgment, you know, it's some type of judgment call that we have the technology to get this right. And I, I hate that I'm because it would drive everybody crazy, but I don't know what, like I think about if I'm in the front office for those teams and like your job, you know, these are your jobs and careers on the line. And if it's an obvious guy pulling on the Jersey, like the bills against Tampa, like yeah. why can't these get called? Why can't these calls get right? Those seem obvious. They do. I don't know. Plus it's, it, you're but right. I, mean, I know it doesn't affect call. people's livelihoods. Like if you're Baker Mayfield and you're at the negotiating table, so I, you know, he threw four picks. Only one of them was really on him, and maybe he like brings them him. down. Maybe he leads a game-winning drive at Lambeau Field that has the Browns thinking about a division title. And instead, it, everybody's talking about his four picks all week, and he's trash. Like it, <laughs> it can turn just like that. Just whole like conversation that. around again. Now the Browns well, have I a very guess. measured front office. They're not going <laughs> to swing hard either way. I'm just more so talking no, about public no, opinion, but yeah. That could that could have been a huge win for Baker Mayfield beyond the the standings. I mean, the bottom line, it, it's affect they're affecting the game. I I don't remember it being this bad. I know we always come back to the officiating, but I I'm thinking in our wheelhouse, you know, like the early two thousands. I don't remember bitching about the officials this much. I mean, I know I'm older and I lost a lot of hair. I mean, maybe I'm getting curmudgeonly. But I just feel like it's terrible. It's it's really it's historically bad. I I don't like it. I don't like bitching about it either. I almost feel guilty saying I want every passenger. I'm I just don't know any other way around it. I don't know what to say at this point. How it gets fit. I'm, and I'm just talking about the PIs. Like I just they seem. It seems to me that play can be reviewed. Yeah, it's a huge play. It's a huge play. Damn. Now, unless they change, that would be the other thing. Unless they, if they don't want to review everyone, then maybe you change the, make it a 15 yard penalty, not the whole spot of the foul. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz for a while with the Colts was just chucking it up to Pittman. Well, and we talked about that. It was five or six of those plays. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, this is, you're getting rewarded for horrible underthrows. And what's a corner supposed to do? He's running full speed. I don't know. It's just, it's, it drives me crazy. I, I, I don't know. Newsflash just came across. Uh, Roger Goodell is going to join the Manning cast. I'm sure that will be riveting, riveting content. The commissioner joining Elon so, Payton. It'll be, that will not be a good segment, I don't think. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I feel like Roger what? doesn't bleed. No, he, he'll be in robot mode. He'll, yeah. Nothing. I can't imagine we'll get much. He's out a of litigator. There, they they found. I know one thing. I'll be watching though. I'm so happy when the Mannings are doing that, those games. No doubt. All right, just real quick though, in the NFC. All right, so we both like Green Bay. What other team do you think do you, you, could could you threaten? do like Green Bay? Do you feel good with Green Bay or? I do. I mean, I think that. I think they've got LA's number. I mean, the Rams look better though. They do. I like the fact that they're kind of getting these uglier wins and running the ball a little bit. Um, yeah. But I'd still take Rodgers over Stafford in a playoff game. Tampa, but Tampa, Tampa's so beat up. Like, I don't even know who's going to be on the field. 
I like Tampa up until that, a, that that New Orleans game just man, that might have been a Tyson knockout to their season when we look back at it. Their health is bad. So I mean process of elimination. Arizona is I mean DeAndre Hopkins is he's not healthy. Is Murray ready to, you know, is is he that guy? Is Murray gonna take them, you know, to where they need to go? So it come down to COVID too. Right? Who's gonna end up on the COVID list in a do or die? It's bound to happen. It's the NFL's worst you nightmare. Imagine? You know, you're gonna uh, get you're gonna get Kirk Benkert against uh, Lane <laughs> Gabbard in the NFC championship game. Hey, but I like Kirk Benkert. He uh, he did a great I was say, as I go along. It could be hey, hey, actually, you know what? That could be a hell of a show. Sign me up. I want Gabbert Benkert for the right to go to the Super Bowl. Wow. Although Aaron Rodgers already had COVID, so um, sounds like the last like preseason game. Yeah, um, yeah, but it's gonna really... affect. It's gonna affect somebody. No. Like it, it some is. Funny. I know. I know. It's <clears> just rampaging right on through society. So. Yeah, I'm struggling with it. And as far as it's frustrating, I mean, for everybody, I'm sure it's just mm-hmm. like we've come this far in the season. I mean, and I gamble, you know, I bet every day on basketball, and you want to talk about a headache. Mm. Like, you literally have to wait until like tip off to know who's playing some of these basketball games. Yeah. So, I think that they did the right thing in adjusting the policy. I mean, they are kind of making it up as they go, but I I mean, it's got, we've got to live with it to some extent while still kind of taking it serious because it is very serious, but you know, it's uh, otherwise you just, you won't have games. I mean, if we're just going to shut everybody down, there won't be a, there won't be anything to to play on Sunday. So (sighs) we'll see how the new policy works itself through it's i mean some team like the, the saints they didn't even have a team out there that was the, that was the modified team that was the seventh grade basketball team and i don't even know what, how they, that, that what they've gone through has just been oh. a long long year the whole like, season's a wash long. basically for the saints whole season yeah and they could have been a super bowl team they, they pound the packers well, they beat tampa twice the one thing they wanted to do was really find out about Jameis Winston this year, moving forward. Like this would have been the year to really find out. And he was up and down, you know, he didn't play a lot, but, and I didn't see, I wouldn't say I saw a lot in Winston that would make me excited if I was the Saints, but you certainly didn't get the answer you needed moving forward. Taysom Hill is not going to be the answer. He's, he's always going to be gimmicky. Um, so what are so here are the Saints, like you said, almost a lost year where what what did they gain? What's their plan for the quarterback next year? I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's been a strange year for the Saints. I don't you'd be hard pressed to find a team with more impressive wins than the seven and eight Saints. To, I mean, they beat it's Green crazy. Bay 38 to 3. They beat New England 28 to 13 in New England. Um, they they beat Tampa well, twice. Tampa twice. There, I mean, there you go. That's if you were to tell somebody that before the season, you'd say, I think they beat. Did they beat Carolina? When, did they beat Carolina when they Carolina lost was to Carolina hot. at the start of the they season. lost to Carolina? Okay. Right, right. That was a bad game for them. But anyway, um, that, that strange year, strange year for them. I haven't even looked at like potential. Like I haven't looked at potential first round matchups too hard yet for playoffs. Like, cause I feel like there's so much yeah, up in the air. It's hard so, to. Like, yeah. I think that's kind of this podcast episode though, right? We're trying to make sense of a strange year and what emerges from it all. And I'm with you on Josh Allen, just being, you know, a one man yeah. wrecking crew that can overcome what else ills the bills. Like they, they've got a path to win it all. Green Bay can kind of play both ways. They can air it out still if they need to. They can they can run the ball and, and win with turnovers on defense if they need to. I don't know what to make of Tampa with their injuries. Um, like Kansas City, 
And I guess we, we, let's each throw out a team. Yeah. Maybe that's your team. Like another, another wild card team that you kind of like. Yeah. I picked that Dallas. Well, they're not wild card. I guess if I was looking at I shouldn't say wild card in the literal sense. Like just, just a, just a random team. Another Yeah. AFC is so like, how can you not, you can't ignore Cincinnati there. Here's why, in my opinion, because I love Burrow. So you got the quarterback. They're healthy. That's a recipe to make a run. Those two things, if you have the quarterback and you're healthy going into the playoffs, to me, you have a chance to make a run. So I'd, I'd throw Cincinnati in as a wild card for me. As somebody maybe we haven't talked a lot about, but, and I'm not trying to, obviously they just had that. I mean, Burroughs stats against Baltimore. That's not even right. Like Baltimore secondary. It's, but, and, but it was like, I don't even know what to make of that sometimes. Baltimore is depleted in their secondary. So I don't want to, but I don't want to take away from what they did, but you're not going to get that every game, obviously. Burrow's been pretty lights out since the bye week. You know, they got pounded by Cleveland, 41-16. Yeah. They're five and four. They get healthier at the bye. And um, they, they, they came out, they beat Vegas. And remember, they, they absolutely blow out Pittsburgh. But even in those losses to the Chargers and the 49ers, yeah. Burrow looked yeah. really good. Like that that 49ers the game, game and the Chargers game. Yes. I mean, he was making some Agreed. Jamar Chase He's, catches that deep ball that was picked off. That's a different game. Different game. So I'm I'm a Burrow maniac. He's like honestly, he's probably my fourth rated quarterback after the, the Mahomes Allen yeah. Rodgers. He's right there. I, honestly, he's right there. He is that good. Like so I, since he would be my dark horse there, NFC, there's still some, hmm. boy, the 49ers. Yeah. You've loved them for a while. I, I was on them early. I kind of, I'm not going to lie. I kind of was like, wow, that was a pathetic, but I wasn't off, but they still don't seem healthy. Like, and they still have issues. It's always going to be Jimmy G is always, mm-hmm. you know, we know he's a, you know, a good starter at best. You know, he's never going to be great. I wonder so by this that- could be an opportunity. I don't know when people will be listening to this, this episode, but it, it, it does. Eh, it's not the perfect analogy, but it does kind of remind me of Colin Kaepernick coming in late in the season. There's an opportunity. There's a lane there for Trey Lance. No, he he might have good, a chance. No, I think- that's a pretty good one. If see. you were to take Kyle Shanahan at his word, he's made a lot of strides in practice. Um, I think he's probably reading defenses a lot better. Fred Warner had a great quote on how Trey Lance just wasn't taking chances in practice. He wasn't driving the ball downfield. And um, they, they all have some more belief in him from Shanahan on down to the leaders on the defense. I would think if Jimmy Garoppolo's finger is messed up, if, if he can't grip a football, like why would you put him out there? Like, if they do play him, that is an indictment on how they really feel about Trey Lance. <laughs> it is. I mean, if they, if Jimmy Garoppolo starts, because it's not like Jimmy Garoppolo's lighting the world on fire. I mean, he's it's like, oh man, that Titans game was were, brutal. When the Saints were playing Taysom Hill with a cast on his throwing finger, it's right. like that's how much they didn't want to play uh, uh, Simeon. It's true. I mean, but you traded three first round picks to get Trey Lance, you know, even whatever your plan is for him, like you put your career on the line for this guy and Jimmy Garoppolo isn't playing that great. And he's hurt and you've got, you can win. I mean, you can win with a, a really good defense with a really good running game and Trey Lance Mm -hmm. is hitting a couple balls downfield Mm -hmm. while running it 15 times himself. Like it's, Mm-hmm. they don't have to ask him to do too much. And remember the last time he started, he didn't have George Kittle to my knowledge. Kittle is yeah. playing out of his mind right now. Was that run game? And pass. Oh, he's unbelievable. That was the, uh, that was Arizona game. I believe. Right. Yep. He didn't play. Trey Lance didn't look good. In that game. He did not. But at the same time, he's a rookie. I've talked, we've talked about these rookie quarterbacks all year. Davis Mills has played better than Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence this year. So rookies, it takes 
takes time. So you don't want to judge Trey Lance. Basically what I'm saying, don't judge Trey Lance off that one game. I, I want to see, I want to see more of him too. I was never a big believer in him before the season um, just because he had so long, so much to go as far as how to learn to play in the NFL. Right. But all these guys do. I mean, Mac Jones and Justin Fields, they played at Ohio state and Trevor Lawrence played at Clemson and all these, they look like they've never seen a defense before. I mean, it's hard. Elijah Mitchell's health is big too. I mean, he, um, there's a drop off from him to Jeff Wilson. 100% agree. I like Elijah Mitchell. That that was a really nice pick by them. It was, was. I mean, you can see too, uh, they kind of kept it under wraps, but Trey Sermon was the high pick. Elijah Mitchell was the low pick. Same draft. It's like, they don't talk about, it's just like Hayden Hurst was drafted over Lamar Jackson by Baltimore. Nobody (laughs) talks about it. Right. But that I think that could be the, the the key factor here. But to your point, they got Houston this week. I guess you can't sleep on Houston after they beat the Chargers. No, but, you got to show that, up. It's the NFL. It should be a win at and then at Los Angeles. Um, that could be for playoff position. It could be for a playoff berth. If they win these two games, um, even after that brutal loss to the Titans, um, I wouldn't want to face them if I'm Green Bay. I mean, that would be a bad matchup. I feel like. Well, I guess that's a good way to say it. Like that's why I'm thinking like 49ers, Bengals. You don't want to play those teams like yeah right right early you know you but <clears throat> I like that I like how we're just kind of bouncing all over the place because that's kind of what the season's been it's just trying to figure out what like it, it, no. you, you have an opinion about one team and it just changes it just changes well, with one injury one co- one guy going on the COVID list well, one bad play and it's it's hard to it's really hard to wrap your mind around twenty twenty one long season like the roller coaster ride like. <clears throat> it, that's why you can't ever it's week to week like we've always said yeah. everything changes week to week and it's like i i'm pretty glad i think it, you're best off just staying with what you believe in as far as like when we're sitting here talking about these teams all the time because here we are talking about like we said kc buffalo green bay dallas i mean we've been talking about them all year so here it is i guess if i was to, to cherry pick a, a, a sure thing derrick henry if, if he if he comes back, I think that could change everything in the AFC. We've really been forgetting about the Titans. They they won I, one game over the course I of have. a month, and it was against yes. Urban Meyer and the Jaguars. <laughs> so we've just kind of forgot about them. They're eight and two. They're riding high, uh, but they haven't been without Henry since October thirty first, actually. And they've somehow treaded water just enough without him to still be number two in the AFC. Amazing, amazing. You know they could. They could draw, a, you know, an inferior opponent in that first game, and then and then it gets real. I mean, and if you have Derrick Henry, who who'd want to tackle him? I mean, that that could be, that really could be I, um, a divisional playoff game right yeah. here in Buffalo. I mean, it could you could yeah, see Bills yeah, yeah. Titans. I to your point, that's a good. I mean, you're right. That's what that's what we're talking about these playoffs. So it's like you can't. There's not one team that you're just sitting there saying, yeah, they are the team to beat. Like. It's up in the air. Mm-hmm. So you it just really gotta is. get in. Like I said, be healthy. Quarterback, have the right quarterback, be healthy. That's the recipe. And one other name to throw in there. I mean, they haven't just been without uh, Derrick Henry, but A.J. Brown. I mean, A.J. Brown was out Whoa. for several weeks. Um, well, and he comes back we... and they just, they throw him the ball 16 times. He, ta- he takes over the game. I mean, it, it looks like he's going to have to get his – get a game underneath them to get his legs back. And all of a sudden they can't stop. Him. Mm. Um, so if you can have a freak at running back, a freak at receiver, <laughs> they, they can, they could go drive to drive with any team. I feel like even through the air, Tan- Tannehill looks like a different quarterback when they're on the field. That's for sure. It's incredible. The difference in Tannehill's like, that's a yeah. great point. I've never seen a guy that's he's so reliable on like every, like, we said the full process being in place he's okay man as soon as you take those guys out it's like turnover machine holds the ball too long doesn't see things it's just the rhythm the rhythm is totally off when those guys are out for him 14 interceptions and 45 sacks in 15 games for ryan Tannehill this year it's a lot it's a lot yeah i'm not a believer but those other guys are and I like Vrabel. I think Vrabel's good. He seems to really – he does a nice job, I feel like, um, 
finding ways to win in matchups, you know, doing a good job of the team he's playing and really game playing for that team. Honestly, that's probably why I'm so high on the Titans. Subconsciously, Bob McGinn's article is just in the back of my brain, I think. Um, if people didn't check it out, oh, my God, un- unbelievable deep dive. He wrote whatever it was, six, 7,000 words on Mike Vrabel. And um, his upbringing, his playing career, his coaching career, there's there's only one. He's He is football uh, to the core, the blood, the guts. He, he's what it's all about. So I think he's one of the best coaches. Well, he's famous for that quote, right? He would cut off whatever. His penis. You can say it. it. To, to win. A, was it to win a Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. On Bustin' with the Boys, great podcast. I said we had Mac Brown from North Carolina this week saying they asked him if he would have mayo dumped on him if they won the mayo bowl. And he said, you could hit me in the face with a frying pan if we won. (laughs) And I said, only only in America, like these guys make millions, they're million dollar a year leaders of like a company, basically. How many leaders of companies are walking around saying, they would cut off their penis or hit me in the face with a frying pan. That's football summed up. That's football coaches summed up. (laughs) They make millions of dollars. And this is what they're telling you. The leaders of their company hit me in the face with a frying pan. Maybe bite some kneecaps off while we're at it too. What's that? Maybe bite some kneecaps off. Bite kneecaps. I mean, these guys are making millions of dollars and this is the, these are the quotes you're getting. Like I just picture like the CEO of like, coca-cola like does would he ever say anything like that like which begs the question though jim is there anything you would want you would win any amount of money any prize out there in the free world that you would take in exchange for having your penis cut off tough question anything at all what so so vrabel made that comment he He's done. I mean, he's married with kids. Right. He's he's had a comment like, oh, my wife wouldn't mind or something. So he's, he's pretty much saying that he's checked out on the whole, like I've done my, I've done all been there, done that with all the, I I got my use out of my penis. Right. It ran its course. I'm looking looking up the exact quote. I don't. Okay, so yeah, it was on Bustin' with the Boys with Taylor Luan, Will Compton, the Titans. Uh, Vrabel was asked if he would cut his penis off to win a Super Bowl, to which he replied, probably. And then he added, quote, you guys will be married for 20 years one day. You won't need it. <laughs> so, all right. So I... <laughs> I, I <laughs> That's why they have all those commercials, right? Because it, 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 there is a science deal. You just, you just lose... The desire. <laughs> so he, I mean, that's what I'm saying. He's speaking from a different, you know. Yeah. No, I, I'm not a head coach. I, th- no. Yeah, there's nothing I can Would think I, of myself. No, nothing's coming <laughs> off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I don't like, think I I'd do it for, like, really, I mean, any amount of money, I don't think, could, could do the trick. That's crazy. Somewhat important pay. appendage, you know, it's, it, it is needed. And I guess that would be the other point. Is there a time, was there a time in your life money wise where financially you would need, you know, any amount was, you know, the greatest thing in the world. So yeah, like Vrabel, probably the wrong guy. I don't know. I just can't believe these guys are saying these comments like to win a football game. Yeah. We're kind of no, crossing over into Howard Stern territory here, so I, I apologize to our uh, our listeners, but I do wonder if well, you know thirty two head coaches, how many of them would go that route? You know, I wonder what percentage we're talking. That's a great poll question for um, somebody to well, do. <laughs> you know what? There was the woman at Bill Belichick's press conference asking about his New Year's resolutions. What somebody should just ask Bill Belichick this question after after the next crushing loss, B- Bill? Would you? Would you sacrifice your penis to win another Super Bowl? Like, what, 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 what would Bill Belichick's response be? Like, I, I would die to see his reaction to that. What if his answer was, um, oh, yeah, I already did that? Well, if they play the Titans in the playoffs, well, what, what, if what if he says, I already did that? I sacrificed I already did that. it. That's why I would. <laughs> the great thing about Belichick is, oh, he won't even like, 
react to it. His eyebrows won't even raise. Like he'll hardly even make a peep. He'll just, he'll just kind of. I will say this. My first inclination, my first response to that question, I don't know who she was with when asking about the New Year's resolution after that game, but obviously it's ridiculous. Obviously, what like what are you doing? But that took that that took guts. I I, I had some respect for it. Like she had an assignment, she had a question to ask. Um, all of these teams are cutting back on access. It's not like you can just pull a guy off to the side. It's you got it's a press. This is the, this is all they're giving you access wise. So she was going to get that question in. So you know what? Power to her. Respect. He 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 could have, and he could answer it. Um, <laughs> but no, I thought it was great. I'll I'll get back to you next week. <laughs> get back to you. Oh my gosh, man! Well, they they you know that's why the NFL is great. So the, the Patriots are rolling now. They've got back to back losses, and Bill Belichick's getting asked about New Year's resolutions, and Mac Jones had his worst game. It's a week from now when we try to make sense of this league, everything we just said will probably be moot. But oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was fun. It was yeah. fun while it lasted. Who's so yeah? We made all these predictions. Whatever team we didn't talk about, those will be the teams probably in the championship game. No doubt about it. Yeah, like who did? Like we literally talked about everybody that could make the playoffs. So it'll be Philadelphia Phil, against Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah. <clears throat> Against like uh, the the Raiders, right? Raiders sneak in, make a run, Philly. Howie Roseman uh, get, getting this team into the playoffs. Eight and seven. I mean, we they're eight and seven, correct? Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember being eight and seven with the Bills. Or yeah, seven, you were there eight, a few times. Right holding your breath to make the playoffs, just like the Eagles. That's what the thing about eight and eight, or now it'll be eight, and nine or nine and eight. You're just really hiding things. Like. It's a good point. There's bigger, there's bigger issues. There, there's bigger issues. It does remind me of your, the, the, the two Rex years, the yeah. year that the Eagles like are kind of having Philadelphia right now is eight and seven. And they're excited. We were eight and seven or seven and eight, whatever we were that year. And it was like, all right, if we sneak in, great. But what are we going to do at quarterback? Who's going to be the coach? Who's like, Yeah. it was still a bunch of question marks. So that's eight and seven, seven eights. You're, that's a it, lot. It, it was a different though. I feel like it was so different with Philadelphia. I feel like there's optimism. There's hope. Nobody kind of thought they'd be this good. With you guys at this point of the year, I mean, I remember sitting up in the press box three, three four hours before the game and all these reports are coming out that, oh, Doug Whaley is going to get fired and, Oh, Rex Ryan is doing this, and oh, Greg Roman is doing like it. Was, like everybody was kind of looking for the lifeboats, and you guys are still kind of in the playoff hunt, you know. <laughs> so, I but mean, I feel like Rex kind of set that bar, though. The way, the way Rex talked, and yeah, you know, it, the expectations were so high that maybe right. that's why like, it kind of led to that. Look at like I mean, look at Vegas right now. You know, they're whatever they are, eight and seven or seven and eight. I, I'm losing track of what everybody is, but when you're in that range. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. You really, you're. It's fun for the year, the time, but you have you you have issues. Like things aren't great. Like the Philadelphia Eagles, I could sit there and tell you they're excited right now. I don't know how you could sit there and say that Hertz is the guy. I mean, he has not shown to really like they run the ball well and their defense has played really well, but. When he's forced to throw a lot, which they tried to do with him early in the year, and they realized no, back off. Which credit credit them for changing up how they were going to play. But I'm not going to say they're hiding him, but he's not. You know, if you stop their running game, is he capable yeah. of beating you? That those are the questions they have to answer. You know, moving forward. Yeah. But you're for right. right now, that's what I'm saying. Eight and seven. Set. You're you're hiding some things. You're hiding. Yeah. Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy made the play people. He's made the playoffs twice as a head coach. Yes. Yeah. They beat Jacksonville Houston last year. They get in at eight. You you know, to play devil's advocate, you know, what's crazy though, Jim, I mean, we had, we had um, Mark Ross on the podcast of what last off season. I think he, I think he was with the Giants. Then I mean, Eli Manning goes nine and seven, one year wins the Super Bowl. Like, 
And there was, he's on the back pages all the time. You know, they're, 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 they don't know about his future. He's under pressure week in and week out. They sneak in, they get hot. He's a hero. So that's no. And that's what I mean. You're good for that year. It's like, yes. If the Eagles sneak in, you have, they have a chance. Like you get into the playoffs, you have a chance, but you are hiding things. And the giants after that, you know, did that buy them? Did that fake like, the ownership in New York? Did they buy into the nine seven one a Super Bowl with Eli? But the bigger picture was he was on the decline. At, like, was he the reason? You know, and why were you nine and seven? So those are the questions you have to. Right. I mean, it, it takes it takes self reflection, right? You've got to know. You've really got to ask yourself some hard questions as a GM and a director of personnel, like. And you guys did. I mean, you and Doug, you you faced reality. I feel like it was, and and we and and we, we we tried to. I mean, we realized that, like, yes, we like Tyrod. We brought Tyrod in. We also didn't see Tyrod as being the answer to all the questions. You know, it was a good, you know, and, and that was hard. I mean, it was hard not to love what Tyrod did, but you have to be re- real about things. Self awareness. Yeah. I ask every guy in scouting. It wants to be a scout and I would do this to you if you scout yourself as a player give me the rundown right now and if if you can't scout yourself you can't scout other players so like if you can't admit what you were bad at like we would have guys that yeah. you know we would go around the room and do that in New Orleans times we had guys that um that were really good college football players but maybe were was an undrafted free agent got cut but he could never admit you know, well, you know, we say, why'd you get cut? Well, really? you know, I, I don't think they use me right. You know, we're like, nope, not the right answer. You're like, can you name names? Like who, who, who wouldn't face the reality? Oh, I can tell. Well, we, the guy that he's with the Falcons right now, um, assistant director of scouting, Dewan Jones, he, he was famous for never be, he was a hell of a player at Richmond, University of Richmond, played in the NFL Europe, was a really, really good receiver. Um, but he never could admit certain things. Like he just couldn't bring himself to say that yeah. he got a fair chance. Like <laughs> so there's just guys that can't let it, you know, they can't do it, but he's a good scout. I don't want to say, it, but self-awareness key, key. You know, and, and it's so true with players. It was in our Giants um, series, but you know, when they were looking at um, Antoine Winfield Jr. So that was oh, uh, yeah. a player that one of the scouts really liked. And Dave Gettleman said, well, he can't tackle. I don't want him. He's not gonna be able to tackle this level. His scout said, "No, like he's, you want his aggressiveness. He's a ball hawk. He flies around." And he said, "Like his his meeting with the team was like the most impressive he's ever been around. He was breaking the game down. He he was bringing all everybody in the room inside his mind on why he missed those tackles. And you know, here's the angle he took. Here's his point of contact. Here's why he's flying all over the place and he'd overrun guys and, um." I think if somebody can't, it, it, there was that self-awareness, right? Like he's not just saying, oh, you know, screw that. I'm a great player. It's like, no, I, okay. Yeah, that that's real. And here's why. Like anything in life. I mean, if you think you're perfect and you can do no wrong, like a certain giants general manager, that's going to quote unquote retire in a couple of weeks, then well, you just lose let all the time. Right, right they'll give him the courtesy to do that, I guess. Yeah. Interesting. But, he gets, he gets a nice little farewell, but the guy who won two Super Bowls is fired mid season. I think the first one since whatever was the seventies. I think of all the giant stuff. Um, Cause you brought it to light. Jerry Reese talking about just dropping off the, like he doesn't do media. Um, for one of the most, how his name, how people aren't banging down his door to hire him like Jacksonville Jaguars. Are you kidding me? Why would you not do everything right now to start? If you're going to start over, start with a guy that's done it like a credible, credible GM who was fired for the, he made the right decision. Eli was done. He was, I haven't talked to him. Um, he, He, you're right. He does not talk to, reporters he, he's you don't, he, you don't hear about it he, he I, think was, he's, I always liked jerry i i like jerry was always a i mean humble great guy always would take time to talk you know whatever he was just really a, a guy you would respect 
I, how does he, I don't know how his name isn't like. Yeah. You know, what's, what's pretty interesting is un, unsolicited, you know, I, I wouldn't even ask these scouts about Jerry Reese. Um, every single one of them went out of their way to say how much they just loved him as a human being. And he, I mean, he did win two Super Bowls, So he was pretty good at his job too, but that all of that aside, like he cared, he cared about like the scouting yeah. lifestyle. I mean, you guys are living out of a suitcase um, you're it's, living out of a Marriott, like literally half of the year, more than half of the year, you're not at home with your family. And he cared about that stuff. Like he wanted to check in on he, your family. They'd, they'd have like regular family meeting, like um, gatherings. And, you know, it's, uh, it's so hard on the, on the, on your lifestyle. And I, it seems like he really understood that and, and valued that and wanted everybody to know that he cared beyond football. When you're a scout and you work for a GM who, takes the time to care about your home life because of what you just said. Cause people don't realize area scouts, it's brutal. And we had uh, GM Mickey Loomis with the saints, still their GM. He treated us like gold, like hmm. family come to like, especially the year we went to the super bowl. It was awesome. Like we were a part of the whole thing. Um, those guys are, you can't say enough good things about cause I've been with GMs that are like, you don't feel like you're a part of the team. Like, Hey, just send your work in. Good luck. Like you feel like you're just typing stuff up and sending it in. And does anybody even care? Do you want to talk? Right. Like, so it, it does go a long way. It goes a long way. I mean, there's a lot of GMs out there when they're walking around the office, you know, they just had their heads buried in their phone and, Oh, Hey, you good. You good. Yeah, you're good. Okay. Good. And that's it. That, that's the extent of the conversation with the, the, the minions beneath them. Um, and then there's some who really care. And I tend to think that the ones who care, like, they probably win more often than the ones who don't care. Like that stuff matters. It's interesting. Right. Especially when you dive into the GMs who are succeeding and how, how did they come up in the business? Were they scout? Like Brian Gutekus, area scout. I, pr I guarantee you, I'd love to hear from Packer scouts, how they're treated yeah. by him. I bet it's pretty good. It's good. That's a good question. I should, I should probably ask around a little bit. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying it, not that you have to, I'm just, I bet it would be pretty good though. Like, yeah. and then ask Jacksonville Jaguars, how that's, how life is for their, their scouts. <laughs> Trent Balky and urban and. Old herbs. When, when are we going to see old herbs again? Probably on Fox. Poor herbs, poor fella. We'll get, let's get some redemption stories going and. Yeah, he'll be on TV first, right? He probably does have a PR team like in place to try to rehabilitate his image, you know, get get the uh, get the experts on the scene and, he and, uh, he and probably Tebow some TV. He and Tebow like, should do a podcast together. He's not cutting off his face for championship. Urban is not. <laughs> Urban, yeah. Urban is not. <laughs> oh we always come full circle that's a beautiful thing i don't know how we even got into that today that was yeah, interesting. yeah i may have been the one that brought it up but what do you say should we get back to our lives? well i say for the new year not cutting anything off no resolutions i do the same one every year i want to gain 30 pounds i want to do one that i can reach every year i'll try to put on 30 this year i love it it's a very reachable goal. I think if I work hard at it, I can do it. I think you can. I mean, you've lost at least 50, I feel like. Uh, it should be good. A couple, couple yeah, more hamburgers. I like it. You know, I'm going to keep mine simple. I'm going to steal it from Adam Carolla about two, three years okay. ago. He put it out. I don't even know how, how it worked out for him, but one of his New Year's resolutions to demand more out of your deodorant. All well deodorants said. are pretty terrible, right? They, they don't, it's like they're, they could be like chewing gum. They last about a good 30 yeah. seconds to a minute. And then where are you when I need you? Right. We can talk like this, you know, I don't, I don't really care. I mean, look at my, like a lesions on my face, you know, it's like, yeah, I, I got married and it's like, oh, whatever. But yeah, put deodorant on and it's like, yeah, put, pop a shirt on a, an hour later, changing my shirt. You know, if, if there's a listener out there that has the, as the magic bullet, please. That that's my resolution. Demand more out one. of the deodorant. I like that one. Yeah. Because we're going through too hold many them, shirts. Hold it accountable. Hold it accountable. Absolutely. Hold them accountable. 
Okay. On that gross note, we should probably sign off. Jim, yeah, always we good to see you. Always. That was a good one.